You're listening to That Entertainment Podcast with Andy Leroy, chatting to the artists behind what's on in Adelaide right now. The Adelaide Fringe Festival opens on February 19, and amongst the attractions this year is the interactive installation 1000 Doors, Doors Within a Door at the Garden of Unearthly Delights. It's your chance to immerse yourself in a labyrinth of haunting scenes, carefully curated and constructed by Christian Wagstaff and Keith Courtney, now famous for their House of Mirrors installation. I had a chat to Christian about 1000 Doors and its journey to this year's Adelaide Fringe Festival. Your previous installation, House of Mirrors, is something that I literally came across a couple of seasons ago and really, with my friends, had the best time exploring that. And you've gone one step further, I think, with this one, haven't you? We certainly have, yes. House of Mirrors has been such a success on a fantastic tour around Australia and Singapore New Zealand. And we went up to Toronto and it's recently been acquired by Mona down in Hobart permanently as part of their collection. Oh, amazing. Yes, it was so thrilling for us because it really resonated with people, you know, and we've been developing that concept for some time. I think we launched it in 2016. So being a sort of, I guess, traditional sort of funfair or carnival attraction, but obviously blown up on a larger scale, it was a show that really appealed to a broad demographic. You know, kids were, you know, couldn't believe that an optical illusion could work like that. To sort of older people loved it because they remembered going through them um, when they were kids themselves in carnivals and amusement parks. So that was hugely successful for us um, artistically as well as, well as you know, as a, as a sort of a business really. And it sort of launched us into the, the art festival circuit. But Keith and I had something, you know, more to say. We wanted to sort of poke the dark side a bit more, look back into our own childhood, bring in uh, visuals that we recall as kids ourselves. Yeah, I, I'm reading some of the reviews and some of the words popping out are haunting and claustrophobic. Is is that the sensory experience that you were aiming for from the start? Yeah, I mean, we didn't want it to be one of those sort of Halloween mazes. <laughs> the atmosphere is quite subliminal. It's basically what, what we did is we wanted to create um, a structure or, or, you know, a sort of almost like a house that toured so we don't, it's not like we had roving performers in there bursting out of doors, that sort of thing. Right, so it's not like an old ghost train experience, no, is what you're saying? It, no. So, so the word haunting is appropriate, but it's, it's more legitimate haunting. So it's, it's almost mm-hmm. like there are shadows in there and, and, and also light, you know, there's shafts of light and light play going on. Because, you know, what's more haunting than the visual of a door ajar and some light coming through and, and you actually, you know, really thinking, well, what's beyond that? Um, so as a metaphor, you know, the door is, you know, so loaded with memories, haunting ideas. My earliest memory still haunts me to this day. Is I, I must have been, you know, maybe three or four probably three actually because I'm sure I was still in a cot but I can remember it and I can remember the door being ajar in my room and the, the light and shadow plates and coming through the door onto the sort of the plain plaster wall to the side of that and I, and I remember being really you know scared by that. Yeah um, that's a very strong um, image you're putting there. I remember it's taking me straight back to an experience of when I was about four or five years old down at my grandmother's place and that was an old house certainly by the time I was staying there and it wasn't until years later that I was speaking to my brother and we both had a similar experience where we would both just run through the hallway because we felt like there was a presence there whether there was or not but it was just because of the lighting of the hallway and I guess just the ambience uh, that that actually brought out for us. 
Yeah, so the, 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 the space that was created within this structure is that we've, you know, we've collected doors over, you know, a few years and, you know, architraves and, and sort of domestic objects and less is more. So it's not like we've loaded it, you know, like a, you know, a Disney ride where we've, hmm. we've just put pieces in, you know, and, and architectural components and they're all, it's all legitimate. They're all pieces from, salvage yards and houses that, you know, that were falling apart. Um, we've had people um, gift us items that we put in there. When I say items, you know, actually doors, door handles, architraves, skirting boards, that sort of stuff. So it's all legitimate. Even the carpet has been pulled out of old houses. Because I, I truly believe that, that objects can be haunted or have their own life force in their own life. Now, whether us as humans project that onto the objects or the other way around, it will never be known. But, but you know, I am, you know, I'm quite a spiritual person. You know, I do see objects and get a feel from them. Um, and I think that's what this show is really about. And, you know, some people don't really connect to it. They, they still don't understand what is this, you know, are there a thousand doors? There's always that question. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and some people walk out, you know, really emotional because it, it, it takes them back to, I mean, you mentioned your grandmother's house. Tell me, with the experience that, that we will have as individuals, I, I read that there is actually the opportunity to take different options and to go through different experiences or different pathways, almost like a choose-your-own-adventure. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's more a labyrinth than a maze. So the difference is that a labyrinth really has a sort of a central pathway that takes you through a journey. So it's not a maze where you necessarily get lost. Some people do. Mm-hmm. The, 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 similar to House and Mirrors, these two works, you know, it was really important for Keith and I to create something that wasn't too prescriptive, that it was a space that affected people in different ways. So. And the, and the way that that individual is affected, it really says a lot about their personality. So like I said before, you get people that come out of, even House of Mirrors as a mirror maze, they come out in 90 seconds and they, they're beaten it and they're so, they're so happy that they've, <laughs> they've beaten the maze, you know, and yet that says a lot about that individual. And then you get people that are lost in that uh, mirror maze for two hours. In fact, we've had sessions over the years where we've gone to lock it up and you've got someone in there sort of going, help, you know, I've, I've been in here for two hours, let me out. I didn't quite get to that stage myself, yeah. but um, you know, so have you had to rescue people? Get the odd person getting a bit terse. You wouldn't get people throwing you know, <laughs> wobblies and throwing themselves yeah. and crying. But you'd get people that just could not find the way out. They just kept winding themselves back to the entrance. Look, I can imagine... Yeah, if they'd had a couple of drinks beforehand, I can imagine a lot of that would have gone on. Especially in a festival. Uh, you know, they've got tickets to see a show, so you don't yeah. want to be late for the show. And, <laughs> and they miss the show. Things to um, do, people to see. Yeah, so A Thousand Doors is more about, not, it's not necessarily about getting lost physically, even though people do, because the exit is a little bit tricky to find. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more about getting lost in your own mind, in your own memory. So, if, you know, if people hand themselves over to the experience, they will have a much better experience rather than walking in and going, "Well, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to find the entrance." Uh, sorry, the yeah. as soon as I can. You know, they just need to, you know, just let it take over them. Definitely worth taking your time and actually fully immersing yourself in the experience. I'm wondering as well, you know, because it's obviously something that's impacted everybody over the last 12 months, what kind of adjustments you might have had to make to the installation 
with COVID-19. We control the crowds going through it. We have small groups uh, who are familiar to, to each other. So obviously it's family and friends that are in contact with each other. Um, obviously there's the requirements of um, distancing um, that we have to maintain. And then we clean it. Uh, really, so obviously all the door handles and the doors get cleaned regularly. And it's quite well ventilated. You know, luckily for us, we designed it specifically to have huge gaps in the walls. Look, overall, it sounds like a wonderfully immersive experience to get lost in this fringe down at the Garden of Unearthly Delights. And Christian Ari, wish you well for the festival season, starting on the 19th of February. Thank you, Thank you so much. That Entertainment Podcast. Subscribe now on your favourite podcast service to hear more interviews about what's happening in Adelaide Entertainment as it happens. Head to our website for more content, thatentertainmentpodcast.com.au. A welcome change media production.